The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome to this episode of Hunting Home with Blake Hunter. Blake is a real estate agent with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And actually, Blake, I should be a little more accurate. You are a realtor, and uh, that, that's kind of an important distinction. That is correct. We hold ourselves to a little bit higher standard. And we also, uh, you're a member of SWIRE, Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, who also does a podcast right out of this facility. And I also want to make mention real quickly that, yeah, I know my voice is not the same. <laughs> I'm getting over the... Uh, the flu has been going around our area pretty rampant. Every time that I tell folks what I went through last week, they said, oh, it's just uh, everybody's got it right now. So I just had my turn, and we're coming out of it. So uh, I will try to give you as much energy as I possibly can today. <laughs> What's happening so far? We're coming up on the Christmas season, and I know uh, typically a slowdown, but always things going on. Yeah, like we've talked about before, you know, there's situations where people still have to buy and sell. Right now might be a good time to to think about that that uh, future sale or that future purchase, um, as interest rates have come down, um, and they uh, you know like we've also mentioned before sometimes in the winter there's less competition, either you know while you are listing your home or buying there's less competition on both sides so maybe it's something to think about and like I tell my clients all the time and people that are um, thinking about that thinking about buying or selling in the future is it's never too early to start thinking about it and have a discussion. So maybe you're thinking about spring 2023. You're thinking that maybe that's the time for you. Let's sit down and have a conversation and kind of get a plan, kind of get a strategy going so that when the time comes, you're ready. When someone starts to think that they're going to be in the market either to sell their property or to purchase a property anymore, the first thing they do is they jump online and well, that's what I did when it came time to sell my house. And if you are searching anything that has to do with real estate, the number one thing that's going to pop up on your screen is Zillow. But what is Zillow? I mean, are they are like you're in competition with them? Um, I, I truly don't consider Zillow to be my competitor. Um, I think there's a lot of real estate agents that would say that Zillow is in direct competition with the real estate, with realtors in general. But at the end of the day, Zillow has their hands in some different things, and, and we could go on and on about that. But ultimately, Zillow is taking the information that we are feeding our multiple listing service. They're pulling that information and putting that out to the public on a platform that's easy to use. And so people, you know, Zillow is a great place to search for a house. You can see a map. It's easy to go through. But I stress to people that they shouldn't rely on Zillow for everything. You know, people... The first thing I do when I'm going to a listing appointment before I go is I look on Zillow and see what this estimate is because a lot of times, and, and to back up, this estimate is Zillow's estimate of what your house is worth. And I always look at that because I know going in, generally that person has already looked, and that could be an expectation that they have. So what Zillow doesn't know is all the things that a real estate agent knows about their local market and also with boots on the ground, you know, going in lots of houses, going to show houses, seeing the things that this house has to offer that this one doesn't and, and how that price is reflected. And so that's why I don't, you know, there's a lot of things too that I don't, why I don't um, see Zillow as a competitor. 
But the first thing is in that pricing. They are using a very broad you know, network of, of information to calculate that through an algorithm. And a real estate agent is using experience and expertise in their local market to tell you what they think your house is worth. So a lot of times there's a difference in that price. And in our area, there can be a vast difference with the, you've got the same square footage, but just going from one street to the next, there can be a big difference in a desire to be in that neighborhood. Now, I have found that inside of uh, the Council Bluffs area anyway, it seems like a lot of the older houses, the ones that the fixer uppers, if you will, a lot of those have been taken up by flippers over the last 10 years or so. And it's kind of, I believe anyway, and correct me if I'm wrong, that that has helped to raise property values by what's been going on with that. That's true. And, you know, there's been a lot more of these um, investors or, um, you know, even iBuyers like Zillow coming into the market and buying properties. I don't think we've seen um, that in our local market like other markets have seen uh, to that extent. But when you have big players coming in with cash in hand, um, that certainly raised, you know, that was part of what we called the perfect storm the last couple of years with low interest rates, uh, more buyers coming to the market, people cooped up in their house because they couldn't go anywhere. And all of a sudden, all those things come together and and it brought buyers to the market with with very low inventory. And so that's what we said, that's the perfect storm. Um, so like I said, there there is there is more of those people coming to the market because they saw that there was a way to make money buying and selling, but you have to know what you're doing and that kind of that goes back to that knowing your local market and I think that's ultimately like why Zillow wasn't successful in what they were trying to do is they were paying you know, top-notch prices for homes, thinking that the market trend would keep going up and not knowing exactly what they needed to do in that market to make money. And if you're going to be, if you're going to do that and try to make money as, you know, an investor, as a flipper, you really have to know what you're doing. And you also have to have the local connections as contractors or whoever it is to be able to go in those houses and do that work for you. And, you know, if anyone's tried to do that stuff themselves, as far as, as far as hire any type of contractor, you know, that can be extremely difficult lately. Well, and you mentioned something there that I'm not sure everyone realizes that, you know, Zillow was buying up a lot of houses. They would, many houses in the same neighborhood occasionally. I'm not sure how often it was happening here, but in different areas around the country that was definitely going on. Yeah, and they were paying good prices. You know, they're paying prices that uh, sellers were willing to sell for. And they were doing that based off of, from my understanding, is they're doing that based off of an algorithm that, you know, they had this massive amount of information that they could put into this algorithm to decide how much they could pay for a property and then potentially sell it for. And Zillow, with having such a large amount of purchases, they were working off of very small margins. So when those margins start to turn to nothing, they start losing money. And ultimately, you know, they lost half a billion dollars um, doing so. How often when someone approaches you about selling their house, do you learn about that Zestimate, as we say, and that they're feeling that the client is feeling that that's accurate and that's what they should be getting for their house? Yeah. And I will mention that sometimes it is pretty accurate. I mean, you know, there's, it's not always way off, but what's important to know, like I said before, is you, and when I, when I have this conversation with people, you know, I, I give them my reasons why I don't think that that is necessarily accurate. 
and it might not, and I'm not talking about, you know, major swings in price. It might be $5,000 or $10,000. What also doesn't come into play is there's no pricing strategy behind that. So sure, you know, Zillow says my house is worth $295,000. Great. Well, what's your goal? Are you willing to sit on the market for a while and enlist it at two ninety five or three hundred thousand? Um, do you want to put it on the market and have create some urgency from buyers to come in and write strong offers with limited contingencies? Well, maybe we need to be at two eighty five. Zello also doesn't know that you just refinished your bathroom in the basement. You added an egress window to a, a bedroom that's in the basement, and now you have an extra legal bedroom. Um, so it's all those small things that. If you don't have boots on the ground, there's no way of knowing that. I know that you get asked the question a lot of how is it that you get paid? Because I would imagine that if if you have a first-time home buyer, they're probably not aware of how that process works. Yeah, and you know, same thing goes for sellers sometimes is and I'll kind of start there is, you know, when you sell your house, um, you know, for for an easy example, Say you sell your house for $300,000 and you have an outstanding mortgage balance of $200,000. Well, at the end of the day, when you sell your house, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end up with $100,000. You know, there's other costs associated. And one of those costs when selling is if you're using a real estate agent is paying that real estate agent's commission. And also that commission could be being paid out to the buyer's agent if that real estate agent that you hired does not represent both sides of that transaction. So ultimately, a real estate agent gets paid out of the seller's proceeds from the house. So whatever that commission rate is of that sale, you know, generally 5 to 7% uh, commission of the sale price, that's going to come out of the seller's proceeds. That's the seller's cost that gets paid directly to the listing agent's broker. And from there, it gets distributed out to that buyer's agent, to their to the buyer's broker, and then ultimately gets distributed to those agents. Now, with that range of 5 to 7% as a realtor, uh, that's something that's going to be spelled out for the buyer or the seller right, right up front, correct? Yep, that's correct. Right when you fill out that listing agreement, um, it's right there in the listing agreement what that commission rate is. And uh, I also think it's important to note, and I take a lot of pride in this is, and I know you've heard me say this before, is I don't want there to be any surprises at the end or, you know, down the road when something should have been out on the table at the beginning. And so um, what I what I do with buyers and sellers is do a cost sheet before you do anything. Um, so if you're going to write an offer, here's what, here's how much money you're going to have to bring to the table, you know, a good estimate at closing Here's what your monthly, roughly what your monthly payment's going to be. And for a seller, you always do that seller's cost sheet to show them, okay, if you sell your house at $300,000, here's the associated costs that go with it. And ultimately, this is what you should net at the end as that, you know, that check you get when the house closes. Now, one of the things that has always impressed me about you, and I think we brought this up before, is you are more interested in doing what's right for your client than you are about making sure that you've nickeled and dimed your maximum profit off of each transaction. It's kind of my business philosophy here. I've had many people ask me if we're producing a podcast, how long is it going to be? Well, that's kind of up to you. 
I don't, I don't really get too worked up about time because I don't base it off of that. And I am more interested in, you know, if our average is good over the course of a period of time, then I'm happy with that. And I think that from what I've learned of you, it's kind of the same way. If over the full bank of clients that you have, if your average is good, then that's good enough. And that allows you to better serve each person individually. Well, exactly. It's about the service. You know, yeah, I got to pay my bills. You know, everybody does. But, you know, ultimately, I don't, I, it's, I honestly rarely think about the money aspect of it because I know if I'm giving good service and I'm doing my job correctly, the rest of that will follow. And uh, I just want people to be happy, honestly. And I want them to be happy with me. And like I've said on, you know, on a previous podcast is the success we get comes from our referrals. And if the people that I'm working with on a daily basis are not happy, then they're not going to refer me to other people. And then ultimately the whole money thing doesn't work out anyway. You know, so to me, it's about people having that understanding, being patient, trying to explain everything. I mean, that's why we're sitting in the studio today is I felt like there's so many people that, you know, ask me kind of the same questions and they almost feel scared to ask sometimes because they think they should know. And so I was like, why not have a podcast where people can listen to it in the comfort of privacy and maybe get some of those ans- those questions answered? You know, I'm one of those people that when it comes to my own industry, that I feel like I should already know everything. I can't know everything. I would guess it's the same way with you. You don't know everything there is to know about real estate. And it's the same for people that like you're talking about. It's okay to ask questions and it's actually better to ask questions because if, if you can head off a problem, a tomorrow's problem today, that's always a better way to go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm far from knowing everything, but that's, what's great about people asking questions is if I don't know it, I do want to know it. So I'm going to find it out. I'm okay with telling people I don't know right now. I'd rather tell you I don't know and I'll find out than uh, lie about what it is. It actually kind of excites me when something like that comes up in, because well, I'm going to learn something today yeah. and something has just happened that uh, I got asked a question that, that they don't know. Oh, let's go find out. Let's do some research here and see uh, what other people uh, may have come up with solutions for the same kind of problem. So yeah, it's in, in a strange way, I get excited about new problems. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, why having the podcast and talk and having guests on that, uh, you know, our clients, um, other affiliates, affiliates with our business, um, and other realtors, which kind of to kind of to change topic is I was going to have a guest on today. That's another real estate agent, had a sick kid at home. So the sick thing's going on. Um, but what I think is important in our business and kind of going back to that, asking questions and, and just overall, like the things that you're asking me is being able to change gears. And just like you being in the studio today, you know, not at a hundred percent, the show goes on, you got to change gears and going back to not knowing everything, I had to figure out what I was going to talk about today. <laughs> and so, you know, we just, I go back to what are people asking me on a daily basis? What are, what are the common questions? And that's what I'm here to do is try to answer those common questions for people. Well, and I think that we probably pay more attention to a lot of this stuff than anyone else does, because my guess is I I made a comment about the quality of my voice. My guess is no one else hears it but me. 
that uh, this is actually true back when I was still doing radio. I went to my boss and I said, are you sure you want me on the air today? My voice is just junk. And he said, I don't know what you're hearing. You're fine. (laughs) You sound fine. So we're our own worst critic, I think, in a lot of those cases. But uh, all right. So as we are approaching the Christmas season, and do you have anything that uh, you're looking forward to as we wrap over into the new year? Um, I'm just... The last couple of years, I've really become big on setting goals and in sitting down, taking time to reflect on the previous year, look at the goals that I had, you know, look at the goals I had for 2022, evaluate what I did and didn't do, and then sit down and write down the goals for 2023. And it's been major for me, you know, just being able to track some progress, um, things to look forward to and be accountable to those goals. Um, and so I say that, you know, for anybody else that's in the, in the industry. I was just sitting down talking to a girl that's on our, on our team. She's new to the industry and she didn't know how to set her goals, you know, for volume units, that type of thing. And it reminded me that those don't have to be the goals, you know, sure. That's a professional goal. It's a financial goal in a sense, but you know, there's other ways to get there to get those things. And so I said, ultimately, like, what is it that you want? And what do you think it's going to take to get there? And a lot of times that volume number that we talk about in real estate will follow the things that you want. That's how you're going to have to do it to get there. And I'm saying that because I think that that can help a lot of people, whatever industry you're in, your personal life, your financial life, your fitness life. And so I just say, take, take a half hour, sit down and write down some goals. And maybe one of those goals is to up your real estate game, buy an investment property, get a bigger fa- bigger house for your family whatever that is and if that's if that's on your list let's have a conversation there is very little that's more important than writing things down and getting them on paper because it gets it out of your head and you're no longer that's no longer clogging things up so now it's down on paper and you can see it and you have something that you can now check off as you're going through and you go into the new year and you say, okay, we're going to do this. What am I doing today that is going to get me closer to this particular goal that I have and the steps that it takes to get there? Get it all written down. I say this as if I'm really good at it. I'm not. <laughs> There's so many things that I need to get better at, which is why just recently I called a friend of mine and said, look, I've got a big ask here. I need uh, somebody to hold me accountable for some things and to check in with me a couple of times a week and say, okay, what are you doing to grow your business? What did you do today that advanced things? And because I can forget about that kind of things. And it's exactly what you're talking about is get it down on paper so you can see it. And then it's a lot easier to find the path to get there. Yep. And, you know, along with having somebody that's accountable, kind of the reason that I just brought up this whole thing about goals and whatnot is, is by the time that I you know, if I'm working with somebody and by the time that we get to the end, um, and by the end, I mean that closing or whatever it is, is I usually know them pretty well. We spend quite a bit of time together. We talk on the phone, we text back and forth. And, uh, that's, you know, ultimately another reason that I'm doing this podcast is that I want things to be more than just a business transaction. I want people to trust me. And so I'm, I'm out here too, as a regular person, um, you know, I'm not just a real estate agent. I'm a dad, a uh, husband. Uh, so I'm personable. So if you have those types of questions, and even even if you're not, we're not working together, 
I don't want people to hesitate to reach out and and be able to have an open conversation about whatever it is that you're looking for. He is Blake Hunter. The podcast is Hunting Home. You do us a big favor if you're listening. Share it with some friends. We would love that uh, uh, to get more people listening and to be exposed to what it is that we're doing here. Blake is with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Again, thank you for your time, sir. Certainly appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas if I don't see you before. Yep. Take care.